Hello and welcome to the Science Podcast where I help you discover your love for science. Today I'm going to be asking the question, what is it like to date with HIV? I will be the first to admit that there are a variety of reasons why I stopped talking to someone before. Despite their overwhelming good looks, sometimes they're just not who I thought they'd be, or maybe their mannerisms are off-putting, or they might have been a bit too feminine or a bit too masculine for my liking, and to me, these are all valid reasons. But someone I know stopped speaking to a guy because he had HIV, and with their permission, I'm about to talk about it. The guy told her after two relatively successful dates, and he really didn't have to do that. But as the conversation gradually shifted in the direction of sex, I guess it was bound to come up, and no one's ever told quite how to react. Most people haven't knowingly met anyone who was HIV positive before, and frankly, a lot of people know close to nothing about the disease at all. Astoundingly, In 2020, about 25% of the UK population still thought that you could contract HIV or AIDS from drinking out of the same glass as a HIV positive person. By the way, spoiler alert, (laughs) you can't. Immediately, she began to panic. She told me they'd never gotten to the point of anything close to sex, but she did kiss him in her room and did that mean she'd caught it? She was feeling sick the days prior, so was she now infected? Obviously, the guy began explaining he would never have had sex without revealing his status to her and how he has such a low strain, he's now undetectable and untransmissible due to the medicine he was on. However, my friend was still on edge, (laughs) viciously browsing the internet for free clinics. And of course, her intentions weren't to treat him like some wild animal, but I just don't know she knew what to say or how to react. She just wasn't well informed on the subject. As it turns out, while HIV diagnosis continues to drop, there's an increase in testing and prevention efforts, which kind of bring this along. But more than 1.2 million people continue to live in the US with HIV. Even scarier, one in eight people in the UK aren't even aware that they're infected. And it got me thinking, with quick reactions, as harsh as they were from my friend, How do you date when you live with HIV and had he already suffered through worse reactions? So I've reached out into the depths of the internet, finding stories that need to be shared in hope that this opens up a conversation about those living with HIV and how they continue to make the most of their lives despite the stigma that comes with being infected. It seems to me as though dating is hard for anyone, but dating with HIV, from what I've read, seems to be like attempting advanced maths with a foggy understanding of arithmetic. All of a sudden, you're expected to completely get all the formulas to these complex equations completely right. And there are a range of HIV dating apps available online, but why should your status affect who you can and can't date? Living with HIV means just that, living. Having HIV should not prevent anyone from dating anyone. And yeah, all reasonable steps should be taken with informed choices about safer sex. But at the end of the day, there are a number of steps that can be taken to reduce the risk of transmission. And one of those steps should 100% be earlier education regarding the subject from a much younger age. 
gay people can get HIV, straight people can get HIV, white people can get HIV, black people can get HIV, Latino people can get HIV, everyone can get HIV. There's no culture, class, orientation, or anything that has a built-in immunity to the virus. And no, you can't get it from kissing, you can't get it from insect bites, you can't get it from toilet seats, the air, sharing musical instruments, sharing cutlery, or touching. And importantly, people can have HIV and be UU, which means undetectable and untransmissible, as I'd mentioned before. That means that someone with an undetectable HIV viral load on HIV treatment can't transmit HIV even without using condoms or PrEP. To take it back a step, PrEP is a medicine people at risk of HIV take to prevent getting HIV and everyone needs to be aware of this. And you know what? If you've reached this far into the podcast, I'm going to recommend that you watch It's a Sin. It's a Channel 4 miniseries. It's based around a group of friends whose lives are changed beyond belief by the HIV epidemic. It's a Sin is not only the most talked about TV show of 2021 so far, so if you haven't watched it already, do. But it's also Channel 4's most watched drama series in history. I'm recommending it because it started conversations around Britain about the realities, both political and personal, of living through the HIV AIDS crisis, which has actually led to more people in the UK getting tested for HIV since its release. It's a Sin serves a powerful reminder of a chilling chapter that burdened thousands of lives. It's essentially a love letter to all of those lost during the AIDS epidemic and to those allies who unconditionally supported them. Times have changed since then, and we have so much more treatments available for people living with HIV, and they also have a lot more support, but it still continues to have the stigma. We need to beat it. No one deserves to be treated differently from anyone else, whether that's due to skin tone, sex, or because of an illness. And if this podcast has helped raise awareness in just one person regarding this subject, or it just gets you to go out and watch It's a Sin, then I feel that my job here is done. So now we know. A brief insight into what it's like to date with HIV and if you don't know your status this is your sign to make an appointment and to go and get tested even if you are in a long-term relationship and even if you're married. Those three letters can create a lot of shame and the stigma it seems is probably the hardest part of it all but the more we open up the conversation and educate everyone we'll hopefully break that barrier down. It's been great having you here with me today and make sure you tune in next time on The Science Podcast.